0: Here we go! What's up, y'all? I am Chris Choussin. This is Straight Chubb, the fantasy football podcast brought to you by the fantasy headliners. Welcome back to the show. I'm always man grateful to be joined by my guy, man, the man himself, Chris Kennedy. What is going on, buddy? What is going on?
1: Always, huh? That's a always, always. Is like a for, that's like a forever kind of thing.
0: Forever, forever, All man. Right. Bad boys for life. In this.
1: All right. Just don't be leaving any like notes on my, on my windshield or anything.
0: Yeah. That was messed up, man.
1: That's like, that's, that's, I mean, that's, of course, I don't want to say anything just in case that individual, you know, hears the podcast. So I, I I thought it was really cool when I saw that note and I do want to give some, some background to what had happened. I had gone out to my car, um, a few days ago and I noticed that there was a note underneath my windshield wiper and said note read are you chris from the fantasy headliners and at first i was like this is really cool like i've got a fan like like somebody in my apartment complex knows who we are this is amazing and then another part of me was like okay like do they know what apartment i live in like do they know where like because they know my car now they know my car they know that i live there so
0: they're watching you."
1: And and it gave it, it definitely gave it away because I have a a fantasy headliner sticker on the, on my back windshield. Um, And anyone that listens to the show knows that I'm from Massachusetts, And that I moved. So I, I can, I understand where they put two and two together. Mm -hmm. And so I'm asking around, you know, and I asked, you know, get you guys in the chat and Kyle said something. He's like, you should just write, write them back and just say, yes. And it's like, cool. That's exactly what I'll do. So I flipped over the paper. I wrote, I am. And I put it back underneath my wiper uh, and I left it there all day. I I went out that night, but I left it there under the, the wiper all day. And I don't know if that person saw it or not. So... Well, yeah that was a good, so now that was I'm just a good, now because yeah. i don't know i didn't know how it's like reply or how to get in contact with this person
0: that's a good test though because you know if they're stalking, then you know at least at least you put it out there that they didn't go with the get the piece of paper so maybe they're not watching you as intently as you would have thought but hey we'll chalk that up as fandom and that's that's a very nice thing
1: and to that individual who left the note um yeah i am chris from the fantasy headliners <laughs> and uh and i'd absolutely appreciate the support so thank you so much
0: absolutely man we got fans chris has his own personal fan in the building which is nice i saw something today chris that was kind of funny i just want to start it off it's not football related but you know what we like to talk about some other things sometimes if we want to Mm -hmm. kim kardashian is now a billionaire recognized billionaire can you believe this i think you know we need breaking news on the headliner channel i think we gotta like promote this even more don't we
1: wait a second like Wasn't she already a billionaire before? She hasn't been a billionaire all this time. No, man, that was her
0: sister, I think. Her sister is the billionaire, first billionaire.
1: How the hell is her sister a billionaire before she is? Kim's the one who started the whole damn thing. I don't know, man. I just want to throw that out there.
0: I'm like, wow. I'm I'm honestly,
1: I'm more surprised that she just became a billionaire now.
0: (laughs) <laughs> than she wasn't before. You yeah, know what I was surprised that I was saying I was saying Kanye made a mistake, man. You you missed out on that now, oh dude. It's time. I mean, when you, put, when you put you put a whole
1: mad. bunch of crazy with a whole bunch of crazy, it's just a mess.
0: Yeah, you know, and then you make a billion dollars out of it. I think that's funny, but whatever. I digress, man. That's just she's single now, I... right? Yeah, man, you're you're in luck. Perfect.
1: I always wanted to marry a billionaire.
0: Go and put a note under her uh, windshield wiper, man.
1: <laughs> Are you Kim? hi with all the cameras that she must have i i will i would end up in jail within 27 seconds very likely very
0: likely but getting back to football man we have some stuff to talk about man this is interesting so it was recent breaking news i believe it happened yesterday sam darnold he gets Mm. traded man and we have been talking about this a lot we had thought okay you know, we were, we were discussing the Zach Wilson effect, you know, in the draft. Is he going to get drafted by the New York Jets, et cetera? And then we had how many conversations about Sam Darnold? And we said, you know, will Sam Darnold get moved? Will he get traded? Are the Jets going to keep him? What's the, what's the plan here? So inevitably, they trade him. And here's what happened. So Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for a 2021 sixth round pick, 2022 second and fourth round pick going back to the New York Jets for Sam Darnold in Carolina. And I don't hate this trade, man. I saw a lot of back and forth on Twitter, especially, where a lot of people were down in this move. They're saying, you know, everywhere there was, I guess there was pockets, I should say. There was there was pockets mm-hmm. of support, pockets of 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 negativity. And the negative ones was kind of funny because they're like, you think Sam Darnold is going to be better than what he was in Carolina? Why? He's been the worst quarterback for the last three years in the league, et cetera. So my thing here is, is do you believe in Sam Darnold now that he's been moved? Have you believed in Sam Darnold? Because you know, my thoughts, I like Sam Darnold. I just think that he got a raw deal.
1: Yeah. And uh, just really quickly, when you, as you were saying, do you believe in Sam Darnold? I honestly thought you were going to say, do you believe in Santa Claus? And so the answer to that question is absolutely nice. And the answer to your, the, the, your real question is I, I don't know. I, I don't know yet. I don't know if I believe in Sam Darnold just because we haven't seen it yet from him. Sure. And the one thing that worries me are the turnovers. He had the turnover issue. At USC, whether it was interceptions or fumbles, it was almost like looking at like a a lesser version of a Daniel Jones almost Mm. at USC with him. And he's kind of continued that into the NFL. Now, granted, having Adam Gase as your head coach is not going to help improve you because he's not someone that is going to coach up his quarterback. So I'm excited for his new opportunity. I will say that he finally now has legit weapons you know, with CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, we'll see what they end up doing, um, you know, with their, with their pick. And that's the other thing too, is that the Panthers didn't have to give up their first round pick to get Sam Darnold. Right. Which is great. So they're, they're able to stay in the top 10 address, whatever need they want to address or trade back and maybe accumulate, you know, maybe get another future second round pick and kind of make up for what they gave up for, for Darnold. Um, But I'm excited to see what Darnold can do with some actual weapons and especially with rule and Brady as his coaches, yeah, That's right. I just go. think, I think it's one of the better situations that he could have fallen into in order to finally be able to become an NFL quarterback. And, you know, unfortunately it took him three years, but he's still wicked young. He's only 23 years old. So right. he still has plenty of time to grow and actually mature and become this NFL quarterback that we all kind of wanted him to be when he was taken third overall a few years back.
0: See, and that's where I'm going. Hundred and ten percent is the Joe Brady and Matt Rule effect. I think this is is it, it was the minute I saw it. It was like music to my ears. I have never been the strongest Sam Darnold supporter. I'll say that. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. I've never gone out there and said, even in his draft class, when they, when we were discussing, you know, the Rose and the Allen, et cetera, the Baker, I was still not, not saying that Darnold was this top commodity because there were red flags. It was the turnovers, like you're saying. His biggest knock from, from all the major NFL broadcasters was saying it was the turnovers, the ball security, the fumbles. Mm-hmm. This was his biggest problem. The difference is Sam Darnold still can throw a damn nice ball. The issue I have, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that he had Adam Gase, and I believe he had somebody before Adam Gase. So that is already right there. Two different offenses that you're trying to learn within three years. That's a massive negative for any young talent coming into the NFL. I don't care who you are, okay? Now he goes under Adam Gase, and it was like a damn nosedive. I mean, shit, mm. who would who would want to play with Adam Gase the way that he was doing things? They ripped apart this team. They couldn't get anything. Sam had injury problems of his own. The progressions were off because his system was absolute trash. He had no support. Give the guy a break, man. I mean, literally. I would like he, this guy's not Ryan Leaf, okay? Ryan Leaf had, oh, God, winners, yeah, right, and and he sucked. I mean, so I mean, no disrespect, Ryan Leaf, but you weren't that good. And and I mean, now you talk about Sam Darnold. So here's the thing: you're going to Carolina, and mm-hmm. and I see a lot of chatter. I want I want to alter this conversation just a little bit. Sam Darnold, does he get this job day one? Is this, is this the objective of this trade? Because I've been kind of flirting back and forth with his opinion. I'm thinking, okay, I, I was never a Teddy guy either. I think Teddy, you know, he was in there as a stopgap. But day one, does, does Darnold take over this job?
1: I think so. I know that, you know, they've, they've said that there will be a competition, you know, for who will be the, the QB1. But I don't think you give up a second and a fourth to to be a backup quarterback, to be honest with you. Um, so I think that because of what they gave up, I do think that he is the, he is the starting quarterback week one. I love
0: it. I love it. And and here's the other thing. So now Teddy, I saw based on what you even said. So I agree. And, and Teddy has actually been allowed from what I saw to go and seek a trade now. So yes. this makes this makes things even more interesting. So that confirms the point that that Darnold will likely be the starting quarterback in week 1 barring any unforeseen in, uh, issues or injuries. Teddy man I think Teddy if I, I don't know why he would want to leave because where else is he going to really go Denver is Denver the spot for him is Washington the spot for him I mean Fitz is there already so I don't think that's even it Pittsburgh you're gonna go play a backup role wherever you go anyway outside of maybe Denver and and I think Teddy the writing's on the wall for him
1: I think so but I will say this about Teddy um you know he still has a few he's still got a few years left in him, obviously. Um, and by a few, probably more than that, obviously. But I w- I do think for a team that he could go to and maybe be a backup for a year, but also potentially could be an immediate starter. You look at New England, you know, mm. maybe if 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 they aren't able to get one of those top five quarterbacks at 15 and they don't want to have to trade up into the top 10 to get one of them, I think that they could be a suitor. I still don't mind Pittsburgh because this is Ben's last year. And I, I, w- I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they traded for, for Teddy and Teddy ended up starting at some point during the season for them, uh, Washington's another option for them. You know, I think, I know they went ahead and they, they signed Fitzpatrick, but I think Teddy could be more of a, of a long-term stopgap until they get that franchise quarterback for them. Uh, because Washington is also, you know, I think they're what pick 19 or 20 or something, something like that. And so they really would have to, to move up into the top 10, to get a franchise quarterback in this year's draft they would have to give up their first-round pick this year and then at least two more future first-round picks to move that far up. So the teams that are, that are at 15 and lower than that, I could see them inquiring about Teddy Bridgewater And how awesome would it be for Carolina if they were able to get a second and a fourth round pick in exchange for for Teddy B?
0: Could you imagine? I don't know if they would actually
1: get a second, but I could see maybe like a third and a fifth or a third and a fourth or something.
0: Yeah. Could you imagine if they can flip Teddy for something of decent draft capital? That would be genius, man. That would get
1: a slow clap from Bill Belichick.
0: Yes, it would. (laughs) It definitely would. So here's the other caveat. So I'm reading stuff and, and and they say, this does not preclude the Carolina Panthers from drafting a quarterback in this draft. And I'm like, what? How, how, how can you say that? I really disagree. I think if you go and you, like you said, you made this trade, you gave up the second. Yes, it's not a first. So it is in terms of having a quote unquote franchise quarterback, it is low rent and, and you didn't pay a big uh, a ransom to go get him but are you kidding me? You're not, you're not drafting a quarterback now. If if one falls to you, let's just say like a Trey Lance falls to you at, at, at where they are, right? What are it pick seven, eight? I mean, there's no way.
1: I don't think so. I mean, again, you, you, you gave up a second and a fourth. Like, did you really give up a second and a fourth just to see if Darnold may or may not work out over the next year or two? Like you, you gave up that in draft equity for a two year rental. I don't think mm. so. No. Yeah, see, that's where I'm at.
0: I don't get it. I like it, though. I think it's fantastic. I think the Panthers, if they do stay, they're going to they're going to help the team some other way, either defense or the offensive line. You're going to get Darnold some protection. And now we get to see Darnold with a running game. Oh, my God, this might be glorious. Like you said, if he can clean up these turnovers playing with Joe Brady, you know, the love that I have for Joe Brady's genius offensive mind. So, I mean, I like it a lot. Flip into the jets. Now, Chris, based on this trade, what the jets are doing is, is this is the new NFL. I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. If you want to rebuild your squad, this is what you do. Now they have that Douglas general manager. He is saying, I'm following the blueprint like the Browns did like other teams Mm -hmm. did. I'm blowing the entire thing up and I don't care. They get picks and let me, let me run through these picks for you quick, because over the next two years, I mean, this is like Oprah giving away money, man. This is crazy. In 2021, they got the number two, number 23, number 34, 66, 86, 107, 146, 154, 186 and 226 in this year's draft massive amount of draft capital now you go to 2022 they got a first they got a first so two firsts two seconds a third a fourth of two fifths and three sixth this is draft capital galore and if they mess this up man if they mess this up they're gonna burn that damn city down
1: they have more picks uh, more day one and day two picks over the next two years than any other team in the league and it's and there's a, there's a, a large, a large margin between them and the next team. It's, it's absolutely insane. And where they have the two first this year, you know, they go ahead and they get their franchise quarterback at number two, you know, 23, maybe you, maybe you address either the defense or if you, if they're, if a running back you really like is there at 23, you know, maybe you go ahead and you, and, and you do that or wait until round two and maybe get like a Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there are, There's certain pieces, depending on where these players fall, that could set the Jets up for success and help them rebuild a lot faster than they may have thought, originally thought that they could.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, that goes to the same opinion of when we were discussing why sign guys like Corey Davis, why do it? And, and this is why, I mean, this is part of the plan. So Corey Davis is like that, that, that first staple in the foundation, that post that you need to, to, you know, build the rest of the house is Corey Davis going to be this superstar commodity product in New York? I doubt it. I, I'm not saying he won't, but I'm saying I doubt it, but he still is going to be a foundational piece. I mean, he's there to help uh, Mims, you know, Jamison Crowder is still going to be the guy. So now if we are, we're, we're, I think we're in agreement that Zach Wilson is going to be the quarterback for the jets.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that it all signs right now are pointing towards that um, just because Again, he's, he's not the most pro ready guy in the draft, but he's also not a project that you're going to have to, you know, worry about for, for a couple of years and then throw him in as a starting quarterback. So, you know, Wilson is, is kind of like that nice, that nice in between, you know, kind of in between a, a Trey Lance and a Mac Jones. So, yeah,
0: I like it. I like it, and, I, and I'm there, and I I think that's the that's the move they do as well. I think they do go running back potentially uh, at pick 23. I wonder if they covet Najee more than they do at TN. I, I I think I mocked them in the headliner you uh, videos we did to uh, the New York Jets at but I but I think it's I think it's Harris. I think if Harris goes down there now, you have this bona fide bully of a of a running back who can take pressure off your young rookie passer. Now you have a young wide receiver core that you can build around. I mean, this it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look horrible whatsoever under, under Mike LaFleur I, I love it I mean we discussed this on previous shows of course but under the LaFleur system I mean this is everything under Robert Salah that you want he's building culture he's building the staple how it was done in San Francisco under Shanahan LaFleur is also a prodigy of that that uh, uh, that tree that coaching tree so I mean everything is coming together for these New York Jets and, and this is the thing I mean Jets fans I get it man I'm a Bills fan we were in purgatory for how many years thanks to Chris's Patriots. We could not even get at what six wins and seven wins we were we were celebrating. I mean with damn Tom Brady. But I mean this is I feel for the New York Jets because now it's been such a long time. And I mean, have you guys ever really had that bona fide top level success? I mean, yes, you had it the one year with uh, Mark Sanchez, but I mean that was never anything sustainable for this club and and as you see right now, there is a lot to get excited about and I will tell every every single fan you know even Kyle included he's on the basement floor of a, a foundational rebuild and reconstruction patience is the key when you have somebody who knows what they're doing. And right Mm -hmm. now with Salah and with this Douglas guy, I I think they're moving in the right direction, Chris.
1: I agree. And I wanted to, since we're talking about the jets and all the picks that they have, I wanted to share a, um, a mock draft that, uh, that a, a Twitter buddy of of mine did. Um, and a lot of people in the fantasy industry will, will know him, uh, gentleman by the name of, of Levi chapel. And, Good dude. And he loves, like, he's he's super sharp when it comes to, you know, uh, prospects and, and mock drafts and things like that. And so he came out with a, he did a mock draft um, for the Jets. And the way that the, and again, this is just a mock, of you know, based off of computers and, and whatnot. Yep. But the way that his mock ended up being for the Jets, I absolutely loved the first five picks of this, uh, of this draft for them. They got Wilson at number two. Jalen Phillips at 23 cornerback, Eric Stokes at 34 Javante Williams at 66. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, the wide receiver from USC at 86.
0: Wow. That's a nice five picks, Matt.
1: I'm looking at that. I'm like, number one, I don't think Jalen Phillips ends, ends up making it to number 23. Right. And even, even Javante Williams, I think he's more of like a early mid second round. But depending on where things fall, I'm looking at that, I'm like, that's one hell of a rebuild for 2021. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. That's the, the ground floor is now you're on floor four. Like that's, that's how good that draft would be, but it's not far-fetched. I mean, when we're discussing it in, in that realm, I mean, it definitely is not far-fetched with the ammo that they got with, with the needs they have, you, you basically need a lot of things. So you're going to be going and getting best player available. And if you're reaching with all of this draft capital, I mean, that's where I'm with you. Jets fans burn it down because now you got problems, but, but have faith. I, I, I think with this new regime, and, and look what it was with the Bills. I, I keep going back to my Bills. You know, mm. it was the Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott thing. I mean, this was the thing. Everyone, we were sick of it, man. We had the Doug Marones. We had the, like, God, man, we had a revolving door of, of uh, coaches that didn't even want to come to Buffalo. And it was like, you know, when are we going to finally see a change in the philosophy and then you know what brandon bean and 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 mcdermott you know they come in and the the whole mantra was culture change trust the process and look what's happened so you know as long as you have the guys that know what they're doing when they're running the ship i think you know that's that's what makes you a good team
1: i i absolutely agree and and it looks like they hopefully have the right pieces in in place now you know with with management with with the coaching staff and i mean it took a while for them to really just kind of just tear it all down to build it back up. But hopefully, they are trending in the right direction.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's only so much hurt, so much people in the New York Jets fans, I guess, that I can say that they can, they, they can take anymore. They can't take anymore. I feel for you. We'll move right along. I saw this. This was interesting to me. The Atlanta Falcons now become Ooh. this extremely interesting team in this draft okay because we all don't know what they're doing we don't know what their thoughts are we're seeing conflicting reports going back and forth basically on a daily now are they still win now are they wanting to rebuild are they going to do a little bit of both rebuild for the future and try to continue to win i mean you still got matt ryan under contract julio and them are getting older but now i'm hearing that teams are now uh, calling the falcons and they're listening and they're listening now to fourth overall. And, mm-hmm. and this is crazy to me because one, okay, well we'll stick with Atlanta first before I move on to that one is Atlanta. They say that Atlanta is split on Trey Lance. The, the front office is actually split. Some want them, some don't. So that tells me that it's going to be uh, uh, Lawrence, Wilson fields, and then Lance or, or Mac Jones before Lance. That's how it kind of mm-hmm. looks like it's happening. And man, we could have four quarterbacks in the first four picks
1: i will say this though i'm still standing by my prediction that i made the other day in our group chat that i think i think atlanta trades out of the number four spot um i know that they're saying that that matt ryan has a couple years left in him with with this team um but let's let's say at number four you know it goes lawrence wilson fields Mm -hmm. you know do you take mac jones at number four and have him sit for two years i don't know to be honest with you i think what what Atlanta should do is if they're set on Matt Ryan for the next two years, you trade back from number four, you know, maybe Washington moves up from 19 or new England moves up from 15. You trade back into the mid first round. You acquire two additional first round picks in 2022 and 2023, and you get a more immediate need at, at that mid round pick there, you know, whether it's defense uh, whether you want to go with a wide receiver, whatever it may be, but you go with somebody who can start right away, but he can also be in your long-term plans. And then you also acquire future first round picks. And then next year when Matt Ryan may have one year left, mm. you're probably still going to be a pretty bad team. And you will have then have the draft capital to make a trade up. If you need to, to go after somebody like maybe Oklahoma's Spencer Rattler mm. and get your franchise quarterback.
0: Now you're speaking to me. I've been a closet Atlanta fan for a long time, man. I mean, I bleed bills blue and, and red, but I mean, the Atlanta Falcons. It's Julio, though. I think it's the Julio effect. It's the Deion yeah. Sanders and Julio effect. They they made me believe in the Dirty Bird. I, I just I, I like him a lot as a as a team under Dimitrov, uh, Travis, or Tim, uh, Thomas Dimitrov. Excuse me. He uh, he's no longer the general manager, but I liked him. I thought he did very well for that team. He built built them more offensively but I still got a soft spot for Julio Jones, man. He is one of my, I want to even put it out there that he's my second favorite player of all time. Like, I, I just love Julio Jones. But the Atlanta Falcons are so interesting to me because now they do hold the position of strength. If they actually stay at pick four, I was saying, okay, you know, Sertain is the, is the guy you kind of want to, to gauge at that level. Mm. But, but I mean, there's, there's this, this defensive back uh, uh, draft is extremely deep. And that that could bode well for you, like you're saying, as you trade back, you stack the picks and then you can still get a bona fide starter from from this uh, day one uh, in the defensive secondary. If not, I was actually kind of thinking how wicked would it be if they got Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa to team up with Deion Jones, man, and and they build that front in that in that middle linebacking core like a death match. Nobody is going to want to even go over the middle on that team.
1: No. And again, he's somebody who's being projected as going kind of like between like the the late teens, early 20s in the first round. So that's absolutely a possibility.
0: Oh, man. And that would be it would be glorious for Atlanta. I love it. But it's an interesting conversation. I mean, with pick four now, what are we talking? Who do you think the teams are? Because I was I was curious about this. I think your Patriots are going to be in the mix for sure. Carolina. We can't say it anymore. There's no way Denver moves back into the mix where they're probably going to be making phone calls, but do they love Trey Lance? I don't know.
1: I think, I think it's new England and Washington. I think those are the two teams that could make the biggest push to try to get up to number four. If, and and I say number four, because we, we know what the first two picks are going to be. Mm -hmm. All right. San Francisco is a bit of a wild card because now there are reports coming out from Adam Schefter saying that the, the Niners are pretty much all but set on going with Mac Jones, which for me personally, I don't, I don't think that's the right move, but I'm also not an NFL general manager. So um, I I don't think it's the right move. I think Justin Fields is the right move for them, you know? Um, And there are two different scenarios where I think they could go. If, if they want to kind of win now, I think Justin Fields, regardless of Mac Jones, go with Justin Fields at three to trade Jimmy G. All right. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep Jimmy G around for the rest of his contract, then you draft Trey Lance at number three and let Lance kind of just observe for a year or two, you know, very similar to, um, you know, other situations that, that whether it be Washington or Pittsburgh or, or another team like that, let him observe for a year or two. And then you have him coming in as your starting quarterback for, for the future. So it really depends on if Sam Fran wants to immediately get back to that NFC championship game and, and be in that win now mode you know, and still be set up for the future. Or if they want to, you know, kind of see what else they have in Jimmy G for another year or two, but take Trey Lance and, and really have that, that potential for the next 10 years.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, man, it's such a great argument because I think it's all bull that what, what the 49ers are talking about. I, I, and what's being reported. I I think it's all lies, man. I really do. I don't see anybody, and it's no no hate on Mac Jones. I mean, I like his game. Mac Jones is a very solid quarterback, and I think he's getting a lot of unneeded hatred right now. But you don't go up that far to go pick up a Mac Jones unless you truly believe he is the next coming. And, And, I mean, his statistics back it up at Bama. But, I mean, really? Really? This has gotta be Justin Fields. This has to be in, in my mind. I don't foresee yeah, it I any Right. And I, I don't see it in any other way. I, I can't even with Trey Lance and my support for this guy. I just, I just can't see it, man. I can't see it.
1: I think it has to be fields. I, I, I just don't see how it, how it isn't because Shanahan has gushed about mobile quarterbacks, dual threat quarterbacks and how that's where the league is heading. You know, it's, it's where it's been heading. It's where the direction it's going into. So I think Fields is the guy that makes the most sense. Um, this whole Mac Jones things. In, and the 49ers have never been a team to really show their hand mm. either. So I don't know where Shefter is getting these reports from, um, but it just, it contradicts a lot of what we've been hearing from San Francisco themselves. Right.
0: And, yeah. and even on the flip on that, you saw that they're, they're actually shopping Jimmy G for a first. Your boy, Jimmy is trying to Dude. get a first man. What are they doing?
1: I saw that and I'm like, you've got it like in what worlds you think a team is going to give out a first for for Jimmy G unless your team like the Houston Texans, you know, and who, who thought like Brock go- Osweiler was like the second coming of, of you know, a godly quarterback. But come on. Um, I mean, the, the Niners got the Niners only had to give up a second round pick to get him from the Patriots. You think you're going to be able to flip them somewhere for a first? <laughs> get the I've, fuck out of here.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. Someone's smoking something good over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting conversation, and I mean, this is the other thing when we start talking about this Atlanta pick in Denver because Denver is very intriguing to me only because you know, they want a quarterback. I don't, they're not sold on Drew Locke. They kind of, you know, they kind of back themselves into a wall and I got to blame Elway and, and his uh, office for this because I know Elway isn't the general manager anymore, but he oversees a lot of this. And when you put all your eggs in one basket with the, Desha- the Deshaun Watson thing, it, it, it totally uh hums hamstrung you to the point where where now you're kind of stuck and if you're gonna go another rookie quarterback now you you got two youngsters in the room with him and lock and and if, if they're trying to trade up at to number four i mean i get it if they, if it's not going to be Mac Jones for me either. I like, I just feel like Mac Jones is better suited for teams that can actually utilize them. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Denver is a spot for Mac Jones and he can actually turn that, that receiving core. Look at, look at the receiving weapons they have. And he goes back and plays with Jerry Judy. I mean, maybe that is the ploy. Maybe that's what's going on.
1: I actually would have, I would have liked Mac Jones in Carolina to be honest with you. I think that would have been a good fit.
0: Yeah. I don't hate that either. I don't hate it. I love it. The conversation of draft is, is heating up. We're almost there. What are we like? What? 23 days away or something. It's, it's absolutely beautiful.
1: Yeah. What is it? 28th or the 29th something like is that, yeah. the first day. Yeah. Oh,
0: I love it. I love every ounce of it. I love it. Are we going to discuss the elephant in the room? Chris, are we going to talk about this man? Cause we got some developing news on this man that I think we should discuss.
1: Yeah, I think we should. Okay.
0: Mr. Deshaun Watson. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's troubling. It's um. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, we have talked about this situation almost at nauseam now, and I get it. A lot of people are like, who cares? I don't need to hear about this anymore, but I mean, this is, this has got massive ramifications for the NFL, for the Houston Texans, for any team that was looking to acquire his services today was the day. So this is, this was my argument. I was saying, you know, it's, it's very strange that we haven't seen any police reports go uh, to the Houston Police Department regarding this. And I wasn't saying it any way to say that these women were lying or that Deshaun is lying. I just found it very interesting. I said, I'm very much on the fence. I have no dog in this fight. It's just I'm trying to understand the facts and, and what the hell is going on. But now two of them, two of these women came out and said that, you know, they are now speaking out, giving their name publicly and saying that Deshaun Watson assaulted and harassed them and they are filing the criminal charge. This is not good for Deshaun whatsoever. And I mean, we see the conflicting reports saying that he has text messages. He has Instagram messages that can say that uh, 18 other women confirm that he was a good client i guess you want to say of being massaged uh, i don't know how else to put it chris i mean you know
1: yeah so uh so my buddy big sarge uh was actually at the the hearing or the, or the press conference um with the uh the lawyer for for these women um and it's funny they 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 gave everyone all the media pers- personalities there uh gave them these packets and in these packets were uh copies of the text messages and, mm. and Instagram messages. And so, um, I'm looking at these and it was, you know, pretty much like, okay, well, the, what the, the back and forth was a lot of like scheduling and, and, and times and places like that. He flew one of these women out to, uh, out to Houston for specifically for a massage. Okay. Mm. Um, like actually flew her out to get, to get the massage, um, okay. which I thought was, very, very oh. interesting. Yeah. Um, the only, and I'm not talking from personal experience, but the only time that you fly somebody out. No, no, that's Be not careful. true. I have, I have, I have flown someone out, Be but careful. it was a friend, it's but a regardless. Um, so I, that's where I thought it was a little bit, a little bit interesting. Yeah. And then further down in other text messages, uh, you, you saw a text message from Desha- Deshaun Watson saying, I'm sorry that you felt uncomfortable. That wasn't my intention or, or this and that. So something happened, you know, that, that wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but that when you look at Deshaun? all these,
1: that came from Deshaun. Yeah. Wow. And so when you're looking at all the, these messages and you're looking at these cases, there was another part where um, apparently the, the lawyer for, for these women uh, tried to get a settlement from Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And I forget, I forget the exact dollar amount. I'm not going to speculate because I I don't want to give the wrong number here. Uh, but they they were looking for some kind of a settlement to, you know, just not even have it go to court, um, which was also interesting because the whole time the lawyer and and the women were saying that you know well we're not we're we're not in this for the money, right? And but if but if Sean Watson is guilty, you know, if he even if it was one woman that he did this to, absolutely. I mean. I'm, I'm not going to say the words that I, I would like to say, mm-hmm. but he gets everything that's coming to him then, you know? Sure. Yep. I mean, whether it's, I mean, jail time, you know, out of the league, whatever it may be, 100% yes. Even if it's just one woman, regardless, you know, it doesn't have to be 18. One woman is, is too many, Correct. so...
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an uncomfortable conversation because, you know, a lot of us want to believe in his innocence. And I mean, right now you still don't know what the facts are. I mean, they're being very vague. Everything is so vague right now. It's the preliminary type of stuff. But I mean, the fact that the, I saw the interview uh, or at least I think I read the interview and you could see that the woman was really shaken up still. And I mean, Okay. Again, you can say it from both sides, you know, is it true? Is it false? You know, is she acting? Is she not? You don't know. I mean, we're not going to speculate on that whatsoever. And I'm definitely not going to say it either way. Um, but you know if, if if it is anything that he has done I mean this this could be a career and I mean I we were talking about it before that we we think that Deshaun likely could not play this year I mean if if, if a lot of this starts to come out I mean we're in April right now so you're talking May June July August you got four mm-hmm. months and and I don't foresee any trial if it does come down to that you know being wrapped up by that time and even if it does come out into just being a settlement you know the NFL is going to at least Suspend them and there's going to be a lot of stuff because I mean we've seen guys get you know kicked out of the league or not signed by teams for lesser lesser things. So yeah, this is a very slippery slope that Deshaun finds himself on. And and I mean, it, like you said, if he did it, you know, I he totally gets what's coming to him.
1: I would be very surprised if he steps foot on a football field in 2021. I'd be shocked to be honest with you. Yeah, me too.
0: Me too. Yep. I think it's 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 a it's going to be basically a wrap regardless. We saw another domestic violence situation today. I saw the report. Have to bring it up, unfortunately. But, I mean, Jeff Glandy, defensive back, first-round pick last year for Minnesota. He's in deep trouble and and I mean he was a big talent man he was being he was one of my guys coming out of the draft last year uh, at the position I thought he was going to have a fantastic NFL career but right now he is being hit with a third degree felony charge for domestic violence I believe on his uh, his girlfriend or wife I I I didn't uh, catch that one but he is facing up to uh, from two to ten years in prison if convicted of this and apparently it was really bad stuff
1: that was, so that was one report that I just saw the, the headline and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually click on the article to, to check it out. Um But when it's third degree, I mean, if that, that's, that's not good. Like that's terrible. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: It's, it's a wrap. I think, I think you're, you're headed to, you're going to, you're going to
1: jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're going to the penitentiary. And I, from what I read, it was like the, the hair pulling the beating and all that stuff. So not good and we will not discuss that anymore on this show
1: that's right Gladney will get his own uh, his own beating in prison so yes
0: he will we'll we'll let him have that but hey
1: man let's go back
0: into the good stuff and this was a great convo
1: because you know what we don't
0: you know it's funny Kyle was giving us the gears do you guys ever do a show without bringing up the Patriots or the Bills and I'm like you know what man oh hell no we can do whatever the we want man, and this is why so your new england patriots are back in the news and i gotta bring this up because this was hilarious to me so there was a report saying that the new england patriots and this was obviously for Nikhil harry (laughs) so we see this you know this this talk going around that they're trying to move Nikhil. you know he hasn't uh panned out he's not working out etc and there is scouts on your new england patriots who were telling bill go and get AJ Brown or go get Debo Samuel. And, he, and no he's, I'm not having it. He's like, I'm taking uh, Mr. Nikhil Harry here. And, and you guys got to just suck it up, man. And, and man, could you imagine if you guys had AJ Brown? And if that is true, that does sound like bill though. You, you're a, you're the Pat's guy, man. That sounds like bill.
1: I mean, bill, bill makes all the personnel decisions. All right. right. Exactly. So, so absolutely. If he's set on a guy, he's getting that guy. I mean, and, and there are two instances that I can think of in, in recent memory. One was Sony Michelle over, over Nick Chubb. Yes. And then Nikhil Harry over AJ Brown slash Devo Samuel. Like, come on, bro.
0: What are you doing, dude? Bill, you're losing your marbles, man. We got to give it a shake to get them back together.
1: And in, in New England, we have this saying in Bill We Trust but like i but after like thinking of those two possible scenarios that we could have had it's like uh and bill we barf you know you know oh man there's
0: nothing else you can say except you know it's a it's a gut punch man you could have
1: had some talent on this team and and he just could you know. could you imagine what new england would be like with nick chubb and aj brown i don't tom care he would have never Cam left. the quarterback <laughs> Yeah, no, but tom brady would have stayed if that was the case he that's true he absolutely would have stayed and he would have He would have been like, you know what? I don't need that $25, $30 million a year. You give me eight and like three more rings. I'm happy.
0: I'm happy. For sure, that's what would have happened. Oh, my goodness. From the Bill side, from my side, I absolutely love that he keeps whiffing on these picks and he's letting his dog make the picks. I'm I'm totally good with that. Fact or fiction, Chris? Fact or fiction? This is interesting. It's almost a little bit of uh, trivia here. Ooh. Coach John Grodin comes out and he says, you know, he's very impressed with with Kenyon Drake. And this was the reason why they brought Drake aboard and everyone in the fantasy community is up in arms because they believe the split carries are going to destroy both their values. John Grodin comes out and says, he says this, I like the skill set. I like the versatility. Drake is that good. I'm going to use him as a wide receiver. Fiction.
1: It has to be. You're not going to, you're not, you're not going to use Kenyon Drake as a wide receiver. I mean, if, if he does, I will absolutely eat that crow and come and admit that I'm wrong, yeah. but no, right. No. I mean,
0: where's the thought process here? I mean, okay. Yeah. If you're going to scheme like, up is Brian plays, Edwards,
1: really that bad. Have you just completely <laughs> given up on him?
0: Hey, we drafted you last year, but you know what, man, we, we signed Kenyon Drake. He's a running back. He's going to take your job. I mean, I think that what he's doing, he's kind of posturing in the direction to say that, you know, I'm going to scheme up a lot of plays. But man, the first, the, the way that it was written, maybe it wasn't even from John Gruden's mouth himself, but the way that it was written was more of the fact that you you literally thought it was going to be like 60, 70% plays going to the wide receiver position for Drake, man.
1: And like, maybe maybe he was, maybe he he just like misspoke and he really meant to say like, we're going to try to do what, what Cleveland's doing with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, right? And we're gonna use Drake in more of that that Kareem Hunt type of role, which to me makes perfect sense. Sure, yep. But to go out and just say, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be a wide receiver," John, <laughs> come on, dude.
0: I think it was the way it was written. I think the way that the person wanted to sell the story, because you know it's been slow, man. Outside of the draft, I mean, free agency has gone to an extreme halt. There's we need literally- another
1: blockbuster draft trade that's what we need yes we do
0: i mean the darnell trade got us through that was a good one i mean but i mean everything else i mean there's i want to see number
1: four moved i want to see the falcons pick moved and i want it moved like in the next 10 days nice i like
0: it i want it in faster than that man i want something else man
1: i want to wake up tomorrow morning yeah and have that be the first like headline that i read falcons Um, move the fourth overall pick
0: Boom. And then we can all start talking who one, two, three, four quarterbacks are because that's what's going to happen.
1: That's exactly what's going to happen.
0: Ah, speaking of free agents, I mean, we did see something. It wasn't necessarily a free agent, but I mean it was a re-signing. So Tyler Lockett, he goes and signs a massive, massive contract extension. I'll break it down if you missed it. It's a four-year deal worth 69.2 million dollars. And that is worth what? 37 of that is guaranteed going for an annual 17.3 million per year for Tyler Lockett. Is this a good deal or not?
1: I guess that if if you feel like Tyler Lockett is a top five, top eight wide receiver in the NFL, then yes, it's absolutely worth it because that is about the average salary of a top five wide receiver. That's what, that's what a franchise-tagged wide receiver is is getting paid is around 17 to $18 million a year. Mm-hmm. And so if you, yeah, if, if you're Seattle and you, you value him as a top five, top eight receiver, absolutely worth it. Do I value Tyler Lockett as a top eight wide receiver? Oh hell no, I don't. I think it's way too much freaking money.
0: In for fantasy or just in general? In general. Yeah. Okay. I get yeah. you. You know what it is for Tyler Lockett? I believe in the skill I I went last year and I said, you know, he is the quietest superstar in the league and I'm still back in that but he disappears too often. And that's the problem with me. If you are the bona fide guy, you're getting paid the 17.3 per year. I Mm -hmm. mean, you, you gotta be putting up every single week. I mean, okay. With a slip up here or there, but I mean, there's far too many games. Like last year we saw what him burn up the, the Cardinals for like 300 plus, And then he goes to sleep for like four games. So, I mean, I don't know the value to me is a little crazy. I think, you know, they wanted to lock him up and that was what he was going for. But with, with all this talk with uh, Russell Wilson and a divorce happening, everything's unsettled over there and you go inside and lock it. I, I don't know what the hell's going on in Seattle right now.
1: Yeah. And I will say this, I'd have to take a look at the contract to see if it's like, if most of the money is, is front loaded because maybe they can't, maybe they could get out of it after, you know, after a couple of years. But if, yeah, I mean, if, if that money is even all throughout, you're either just gonna be eating that, that money, you know, and, and he's going to stay on your roster or you're going to eventually trade or, or release him because you have to free up cap space and then you're going to get, just bombarded with dead cap for a couple of seasons.
0: Yeah. I, I got the feeling I haven't looked at the contract either, but I got a feeling it definitely is front loaded because DK is going to be coming up. He was uh, DK was picked in the second. So there's no fifth year option on him. So I, I you're going to need two more years and you're going to have to lock up DK anyway. And that's going to be DK money that you're, you're tying up in, in Tyler Lockett. And I just don't foresee that happening either.
1: Yeah. So I, it's funny that we're talking about this. Cause I just pulled up his, uh, his contract and they haven't even updated the, the yeah. extension yet so we we won't know probably for a few more days until they actually update the numbers and it's interesting that they gave him that kind of a contract because it's not like he's 25 26 years old he's almost 30 years old yeah i know And they gave him that kind of money so on it's a four year on a four-year term, on a four-year term like that's, that's weird that that really just kind of blew my mind
0: yeah i don't know what seattle's doing right now man i think p carroll is i don't want to say it but he's smoking the good stuff over there Finish this one out, man. Let's let, let, this one kind of made me laugh. And, and our boy Kane, he he kind of put it on Twitter and I, and I started laughing because the report says it was uh, Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill can unlock the talents of Traequan Smith. And and Kane was like, unlock. He's like, How many locks does this boy have? And I, I got a kick out of that one. What the hell is it with everybody in Traquan Smith? I think if we've seen it already, it, it
1: is what it is. How many lives are we gonna give him here? Like, right. let's let's be honest, he's not a cat, so let's just like it's it's kind of like that scene in 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 Mean Girls, you know, stop trying to make fetch happen, stop trying yeah. to make Traquan Smith happen. If yeah. it was gonna happen, like you said, it already would have happened. It ain't gonna happen.
0: How many chances can we give this man? I liked him, I like the skill set, but I mean it's never come to fruition. He's had a couple of good games here or there, he's a speedy guy, but I mean, I, I don't
1: think so. It's like how all right, well, I mean, for for at least for New England fans, all right. Like how many more excuses are we gonna keep making for Nkeel Harry? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and and Traquan's had even more time. That's that's the problem. Yeah. He's had more yeah. time. And he's had Drew Brees and he's at Slant Boy. Slant boy was helping him out, and you still couldn't get it done. So I don't I don't know, man. All of a sudden Taysom Hill is gonna be the, the guy to get Traquan Smith to be elite level wide receiver one.
1: Traquan Smith is is a fine wide receiver three for that offense, you know. Sure. He's I'm perfectly okay with that, but he's not someone that you're gonna be relying on down, you know, down in, down out. Absolutely not.
0: Nothing more, nothing less. I agree. I agree. But that's it, man. That's all I got. It's been kind of a slow news day. I mean, we're prepping for the draft. Patreon members. If if you're not a Patreon member, I'm throwing this out there, baby, because we are starting to do some more stuff on Patreon. If you're not a member, definitely go check it out. Patreon Fantasy Headliners. We're starting the film review. Pulling that from the Headliner You, It's going into Patreon, so if you really want to see us Break down, chris uh kyle myself etc we're going to start putting a lot of film on patreon and and we're going to show you how we're scouting these guys definitely interesting stuff high quality content more dynasty stuff hopefully to, to be seen soon there as well so definitely check that out uh it's a great thing chris
1: it's beautiful you know more more content for our patreon subscribers um the new channel with headliner you, I mean, just daily videos there, scouting reports, best landing situations, uh, dynasty games. You know who would you rather? We've got scouting reports, pro day reviews. I mean, we literally just are pumping out off season content. So, I mean, the fantasy headliners, we are we are hashtag full time content, baby. All right, we are just nonstop hashtag no off season.
0: There is no off season. This is what we do. This is how we roll. But we'll close that out, man. So on that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore FH1. You can find Chris on Twitter at Chris Kennedy 318. To all the listeners, thank you for all the support. On behalf of Chris, thanks again for listening. Till next time, stay safe and be kind to each other. I'm out.